ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. WrestleMania 2000. A McMahon in every corner. But first, how the hell are you doing? Oh boy, Come, coming off the high of WrestleMania, you know, just uh, ready for whatever comes next. And in the meantime, though, like we've got some good stuff lined up here. There, like I always like, because WrestleMania season doesn't end for us. We still got a few matches getting into it, and so I'm excited about that. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, just in terms of WWE, I think that more so now than, I mean, hell, probably since the Attitude Era, has it been exciting to see what's after wrestlemania i mean there were years where it's like all right we know backlash is going to be a bunch of rematches and then it's going to suck until hopefully SummerSlam's good like that was the mindset for you know it felt like two decades and now i think we're at a place where it's like man i'm i'm excited for a uk show um puerto rico show I know the, you know, Kane Queen of the Ring will be loaded up. And yep. Money in the Bank has just become bigger, bigger stage and, you know, bigger show. And SummerSlam, you're filling 70,000. It won't suck. You know, I mean, you just go yep. through and it's it, it's really exciting. So, yeah, absolutely. Th- this match is going to be interesting because, you know, I, I think it kind of universally gets panned. Um for a lot of reasons. And, and I'm just curious, you know, I want to, I want to talk about the build and I want to watch the match. And I, I'm just, I'm kind of curious, you know, does it, is it better than we remember? Is it worse? I don't know, but I actually think this will be a fun one to cover. I just don't know if, you know, the actual in-ring stuff is going to be um, all that great, but I think the point of, the show is is everything leading up to it and all the drama and the aftermath and everything else. So I think from that standpoint, it's going to be a very, very interesting one. So I'm ready if you're ready. Yeah, let's drop right into it, man. All right. Let's get to the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So this was, you know, WrestleMania 16, technically, I guess, but it, it was dubbed WrestleMania 2000. We're, we're making a big deal about the year 2000. Um, they also did kind of an interesting thing all day leading up to it. I'll, I'll talk about it during the match. But they, they really emphasized, you know, that this was like a special WrestleMania. Um, but the, the show, you know, going into it wasn't anything that was, I, I, I'd say, worthy of being above and beyond previous WrestleManias? Like, was this any better than 15 or 14 or 13? Not really. Like, I know they were trying to, but they just didn't have the storylines to be able to do that. And then, of course, there's this massive gaping hole of no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. So that was, you know, that really kind of doomed this show 
in terms of having, I mean, wh- how, how do you have a marquee matchup, right? Like, what do you, you know, I mean, you look at the four guys in this main event, but you had already, you know, done Mick Foley shit against all three of these guys, right? And, you know, the Rock and Triple H we had done a bunch of times. The big show really wasn't in that mix of guys, um, you know, so and just, a, just a weird show. But, uh, again, Anaheim Pond, we're back there. Remember, we were there for WrestleMania 12. Uh, we're not in L.A., but, you know, of course, we're kind of pretending we're in L.A., cheaper building it in. <laughs> right. And an interesting show, to say the least. So, um, Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan are going to defeat the Godfather and D'Lo Brown in a nine-minute tag team match to open this thing up. Just, Hot opener, man. Yeah, odd, right? Um, did the Hardcore Battle Royal, uh, Hardcore Holly would get the championship off of Crash Holly, uh, 15 minutes. Uh, okay. Um, Test and Albert, who were accompanied by Trish, uh, defeated Head Cheese, which was Al Snow and Steve Blackman in seven minutes. Again, really, I mean, you know, we're hell, we're, you know, probably the better part of 45 minutes into the show at this point and just mm-hmm. nothing. Um, we did get an awesome ladder match, which was Edge and Christian defeating the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. Uh, triangle ladder match. Obviously, they would one up the ante at SummerSlam and then again at WrestleMania 17, but this was the first one. And I mean, it was phenomenal. It stole the show. Terry Runnels is going to defeat the Cat in a two-minute cat fight uh, match. Val Venus is your special guest referee. Moolah's with Terry. May Young's with the Cat. Ugh. That's weird. Then China and Too Cool are going to defeat the Radicals. Um, the China A&E documentary, I will tell you, well, first of all, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and again, I, the whole Triple H dynamic is really weird, and yeah. obviously the way she died. But I, you know, it's funny we like revere Trish and Lita, and I'm like, hold on a second here. If I'm Charlotte Flair, the person that I really should be thanking is China, because mm. remember that there really wasn't a women's division, and then they were putting her with the men. I mean, I, I to me, China is so underrated in the whole give divas a chance elevating women's wrestling and it does not get talked about enough and maybe mm-hmm. part of it's because she was wrestling with the men you forget you know but yep anyways um a really good two fall match you had the intercontinental champion and the european champion they were both kurt angle he was the euro continental champion ben was going to win the ic title in the first fall Jericho is going to win the European title in the second fall. I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, it worked for me. I haven't seen a stipulation like that, which, yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, I'm surprised they don't do it more often. I mean, I I, I liked it a lot. Uh, again, a really weird match. Kane and Rikishi are going to defeat X-Pac and Road Dog um, in a four-minute tag match as your semi-main. So, again, a really just a – not a good WrestleMania outside of that ladder match. And then we get this four-way match, which, as you'll see, really, really long match, plus the entrances. So kind of the final hour of this show um, is dedicated to this. So mm-hmm. 
again, just just an odd show, Jeff, and not a great WrestleMania. And I, and I think if someone said this was one of the five worst WrestleManias, I, I, I wouldn't say they're wrong necessarily. What about you? Yeah, the card is just really weird. Um, it really, like, I mean, your bathroom matches Kane Rikishi and, like, you know, Billy Gunn or X-Pac and Road Dog. Like, it's just, like, I almost feel like that doesn't sit well. I feel like, I don't know if maybe, like, they had shuffled some things on the card. It might have helped, but I don't think it would have. Like, you know, do you come out with that Kurt Angle-Benoit Jericho match to start? Like, I'd be, like, I guess nowadays we're spoiled a little bit, but, like, those first three matches up until the ladder match, it's just, like, a waste of time. Like, I could have, you know, been stuck in traffic and missed it and wouldn't have felt bad. Like it just really weird how it played out. So, um, and yeah, this main event, we're going to talk about the, the bigger picture of the McMahons and stuff. Cause I, yeah, yeah, it's just odd, but like how we got here. So there was a nice little build with this, you know, the different people and things like that. So, um, yeah, of course, WrestleMania at this point, we're, t- we're early April is when this was happening in 2000. Um, but we're going to go back to January. Actually, this is you had Triple H re, or, yeah, regaining, rewinning uh, the WWF championship. He had actually lost it to the big show at Survivor Series just that November prior. Um, at this point, you had the McMahon Helmsley faction kind of, you know, Mc, or uh, Triple H kind of taking over a few things, kind of exerting his power. He ended up firing McFoley during firing, quote unquote. I use air quotes on that, uh, if you remember on that one. Um, ended up coming back, though, as um, a Cactus Jack persona, like Mankind. It was a whole, it was weird. But anyway, so, um, but you had him challenging Triple H. It was actually a street fight at Royal Rumble, um, which Triple H ended up winning that one. Now, at the same time with this kind of going on, you had, you know, Big Show, like we said, had had the belt, lost to Triple H. He started kind of feuding with The Rock a little bit here. Um, of course, like, you know, uh, the feud started with they were tagged up. And so then uh, kind of turning against The Rock on some of those or just not competing. Um, just some, you know, some weird stuff kind of happening, attacking him at some of these and then saying that, um he wanted to win the championship back and so that he was going to win, win the Royal Rumble, which is how he was going to win his championship back. Um, at that Royal Rumble, of course, as we all remember, this was the big show in The Rock. The Rock's feet touched first. There was the weird, just, you know, weirdness of all of this one. Um, and so then... Uh, kind of twofold on this one double main events if you will you had triple h defend in no way out after this royal rumble you had triple h defending the title against cactus jack it was a hell in a cell match um and if he lost he would have to retire quote unquote there you go um and so but then and then the winner of the rock big show match that was a previous or prior to that match would get the wrestlemania chance of taking on the champion so um you had that you had shane mcmahon coming back at this one and so this is why of course so we have stephanie in the picture with triple h you have shane coming back um 
that uh, was actually interfere or stop the rock, uh, laid out the rock with a cheer, uh, steel chair. Uh, and so the big show could get the pinfall. So you've got big show and Shane at this point now kind of teaming up. And so, um, of course, and then triple H winning that kind of main, the second main event, if you will, the main main event. Um, of course it was, you know, on the top of the cage, there was the, uh, lit on fire two by four and barbed wire that we all remember and stuff like that. And so just kind of, uh, you know, man, or yeah, yeah. Cactus, mankind, Mick, whatever it falling through, uh, of course again the top of the ring it was padded a little bit better but you know still sent him into retirement on that one so um lots still happening though with all of this and so uh since the rocket it's uh the rock since losing that he would have to start at the bottom uh, you know the, the kind of the bottom rung kind of work his way back up he actually had a match with the brooklyn brawler if you remember that one didn't didn't look up the stars on the uh the rock brooklyn brooklyn brawler from 2000 i can only imagine it was uh quite the, the quite the show there but um you know kind of you know really some back and forth here you know stephanie saying that you know adding to the main you know he would get his shot at the main event all this other stuff just kind of there was of course as we all are used to at this point like kind of the tag teams as well too like just you know with rock and triple can they get along like yeah you know can they we'll never know and so um uh, he actually, then at this point too, there was uh, the Rock challenging the Big Show again, uh, putting his career on the line in order to get to WrestleMania. At this point, um, Shane was a special guest referee, but you had during this match Vince actually returning um, after he had betrayed uh, or kind of gone against Steph at Armageddon in December. And then when when he came back for that show, yep, the pop was insane like go go back and find that one and i haven't seen it in a while i just remember it like people lost their shit and he was like kind of a heel at that point like dude it 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 was crazy i just remember people going nuts and they did the whole like limo thing and walking in and it was it was awesome yep absolutely yeah definitely to me that was the best part of this whole four-way build and and feud and everything was that return and, and it was a big deal yeah and so with this so this then a triple threat match uh vince saying that there'd be a triple threat match um that you know after he returned they weren't gonna wait to wrestlemania and so you had vince in the rocks corner you had uh shane in the big show's corner and of course stephanie with triple h and so um triple h would retain on that night he actually pinned the big show after pedigree but after the match of course now the fourth mcmahon linda shows up says that he will still be defending the title at wrestlemania and not only against in a triple threat but now we're going to have the four corners four-way fatal four-way of uh her her she had just reinstated mcfoley so that he will be in the match as well too in an elimination match and so um he then came out attacked triple h it was a whole thing and so um yeah and then of course kind of read between the lines it was the following week she came out said she would be in his corner uh like the smackdown before wrestlemania um and so you have got really like shane coming back and being with the big show you've got the McMahon, Helmsley, Stephanie, and Triple H, of course. You've got Linda with Mick Foley, and then you've got The Rock with Vince. And so while they had a, like you know some triple threats, they had their own kind of individual matches leading up to this. There was just 
you know, you have the McMahon, like it says, McMahon in every corner, four corners. Um, and that's how we got into this one. And so I've got some thoughts on how this played out, just like you as well, too. We'll talk about during the match. But, yeah, like nice. I, I'd say probably one of the – whether you agreed with it or not and the involvement of the McMahon, still a pretty good build. Like there was a lot of rationale behind it. It made sense, especially in that era. We all remember all the McMahons being involved. And so, yeah, just made it – for like I actually – I think this is, you know, disagree with but this is one of the better builds we've seen in a while. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, anytime it's more than two people, it's just tricky, man. And, and but I, you know, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, I'm ready if you are. I know it's a long one. We got a lot to talk about, but we'll, we'll save it for the match. Yeah, um, I got it pulled up. Let's, I'm, I'm ready if you are, man. All right. So we're at the two hour and 35 minute mark of WrestleMania 16, WrestleMania 2000. Two hours and 35 minutes. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. This is it. This is it, JR. Decisions can be rendered by pinfall only, thanks to Vince McMahon's ruling just a few days ago. And here we go. It's Mick Foley and, and the game. The Rock. Big show. All right. So... Those four, I do uh, fully kind of wearing the blue fit flannel. His retirement lasts for a couple weeks. Hey, the the uh, Triple H and Steph was that called the McMahon Helmsley Alliance? Uh, I believe so. Yes, I can't. Re- I I don't know. As you were saying, I was trying to remember faction yeah i just you know, we've read it so many times and see been in i forget exactly what they call it so i do helmsley faction mcmahon helmsley regime mcmahon helmsley era I, yeah yeah I, it's just weird um yeah, i, I like do want to i do want to point out this is an elimination match so there's yes. got to be three pins on this one and so um it's last i, I you know i say last man standing it's whoever ha- gets the final pin uh is the winner on this one so i just want to point that out as we're going through this so, so um, you mentioned you mentioned linda and when she came out the best part about linda mcmahon during this era is that well first of all like she was just like a terrible character but like that's fine <laughs> wasn't over the top i mean it was it was it was fine it was just kind of funny um but one of the funniest parts was uh that um she always came out to like the old school wrestlemania music like, that's right oh, yep. no 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 like it was just yep. so, i don't know why i always thought that was funny couldn't even get her a theme yeah absolutely i always thought she was just a weird, like in in regards to like okay to being like a muse like you know go against Vince it does kind of make sense obviously Stephanie filled the role better um, but I I do find it funny like you know nowadays can you imagine like the pop nowadays like if like could they even run an angle like this I, obviously Vince's you know issues aside and again you know kind of not being involved but like before all that had happened to have like. You know, we had Shane, like the, I thought the Shane, Stephanie, uh, Vince stuff actually was pretty good. Like when they did it recently with Shane coming back and, um, oh, big. Yeah. Fall away slam there. Big show to, to Mick. Yeah. That had to hurt like hell. Big show is big in this. Yep. Yes. I mean, he's got that big gut. I mean, this is like a big version of the big show. 
Well, he's, he's, he's not wearing the singlet. He's got like a tucked in t-shirt too. And so, yeah, that's uh, uh, I won't spoil what happens to the big show after this, but that this becomes his size is an issue. So um, he's going to yeah, dominate the match. At this point. After this, huh? No, it was not. It was almost immediately after this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, um, yep. looking, I mean, he looks a hell of a lot better now and it's 23 years later. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, yep. And there's a, was a low blow. Yep. From Mick to the big show. Yep. Uh, he's been dominating up till this point. Yeah. Here's that. You talk about the show overall. I, I pulled up kind of a review and sure enough, one of the, the five worst WrestleManias ever. And uh, okay. yeah, I, I, I figured I, I hadn't seen that, but I just, I felt like it has to be just looking at that card. Yep. And so they, this has got 11 on the list here uh because the, the main event bam bam and lawrence taylor but it just didn't feel like a big show they're saying on this one uh 16 2000 of course this said uh this can be known as the wrestlemania of multi-man matches and so while they were on a roll and on top of the wrestling world they stumbled a bit with this show and so uh, a big missing person on this show the undertaker yep. so um yep WrestleMania nine they have on this one too. Uh, yep. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think the Undertaker was hurt. I think he, maybe he was hurt. I don't. For some reason, I feel like they just didn't have anything for him, and he just was off the show. Like I don't. I'll, I'll look it up, but I I think yeah. he like, would have wrestled on it. He just didn't. If I'm again, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, and they didn't get in. So uh, yeah, uh, nine four. And 13 are the other ones that at least this list has as the worst. So, yeah. But, yep. So, still trying to chop. The Rock's chopping down the big show at this point. Yep, getting hung up. That was Shane kind of tying up the Rock. Um, I get, like, do you think, and so, as we're kind of watching this one, a giant rock bottom. We're barely five minutes in at this point. The Big Show is out. Shane knows all right. Shane, Big Show's gone. Big Show after being triple team and then caught with a chair by Mick Foley. Cut the rock bottom. There you go. Yep. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make an observation, Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like. You know, I I think that especially when Austin was out hurt, I don't understand why they didn't go more with The Rock. Mm, Yep. So it it says to me one of two things. Either as far as being a draw, The Rock is slightly overrated. Meaning we often talk about him like, you know, him and Austin are kind of in the same. But maybe, and I and I don't know, but maybe The Rock just didn't draw as well. But at the same time, like, I would have just made The Rock like a massive, massive, massive baby face. Like, he should have been the champ or he should have been in a one-on-one program. Like, I think it hurts The Rock that he's not going one-on-one. We know he doesn't, you know, hopefully I'm not spoiling anything. He does not win this match like they didn't really go with the rock per se and he mm-hmm. you know was a heel 
that won the title. But I, I, I don't know. Just a thought. I just I feel like they should have gone more with him and made him the guy as big as Austin was. And as big as The Rock was, he was never Austin. He was never close to Austin. No one outside of arguably Hogan ever has been that hot and drawn that kind of money. Well, and I, and I was kind of wondering this too, like I, I kind of, and this is like kind of, you know, thinking out loud and talking out loud on this one, like it kind of remove the, the McMahons from the equation on this one. Like if you had done a singles match and even like, okay, like a big show in rock, does that really get you excited? No, like it's, you know, that's what the feud had been up till this point. And so it really like, that's not what I'm excited getting excited about. Even like Mick Foley, Triple H, like, yeah, they were telling a good story. It's, I, you know, I, that doesn't get me excited either. But at this time, like, why wouldn't, uh, to your point, why wouldn't you do Triple H versus The Rock? Like, it just made, like, okay, maybe, and I wonder how much of it is just the McMahon ego when they wanted to be involved. And so this is kind of how it was booked. But also, like, if you're going, especially on this card that was not great, like, okay, sure, do a, a big show, you know, cactus match, whatever. Or, you know, but also I feel like it could almost be forced a little bit here. Like, we still got, like, 25 minutes a match at big shows out so like all of that build with the rock was pretty much for nothing you know since he's already out of it and so why you know do you think that it could have would there been a benefit to have triple h in the rock in some form versus even if you did have mcmahon involved you you know you could have stephanie involved would that have been a better route to go i think so yeah it's it just doesn't make a ton of sense, like, especially, and I, okay, sure, so they booked themselves into a corner on this, but at least, like, let them, you're going to tell me they couldn't go on to a 30-minute match? Like, there's no, of course they could. Like, yeah. Well, and so I, I'm getting my uh, Undertaker timeline. So he returned yeah. not long after this as the American Badass. Yeah, okay, yep. So just for your, you know, your timeline, it was not long after this that he returned. And they did have a feud after this, spoiling a little bit as well. But yeah, yeah. it just. So, so anyway, so he I think he I think he could have been on this, but it was that transition away from the dead man to the American badass. So it made sense for him not to be on it. But again, huge show. We're missing The Undertaker. It's definitely one one superstar we're missing on a card that we all know wasn't that great well and i'm looking yeah because it's really weird because so and you know we did kind of get this match like it, it's almost weird because we did end up getting this match, like that match i'm describing at backlash but why would you i guess it makes sense in this you know regards to like okay it was backlash getting the revenge and stuff like that but why like do it on your biggest show like it just doesn't make a ton of sense so they, actually, they had a couple matches, but yeah. So to to date myself, I'll tell you that like you know WrestleMania 16, I ordered the pay per view and whatever the pay per view was, let's say it was thirty dollars for an extra twenty dollars. They did this thing all day where they basically so like there were fifteen WrestleManias prior to this. Say for like twenty to thirty minutes each WrestleMania was like recapped. Mm, so cool. like the pay-per-view might've started at like noon and all day. It was just 
WrestleMania one, here's what happened. WrestleMania two. But again, remember, this is like pre YouTube, pre network. So it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, so I spent all day watching like highlights from past WrestleManias. Obviously, I had seen them all, but it was still really, really cool. So I remember like recording that and just having a blast with it. But that was the pay per view all day. Mm. Which I, I feel like that would, you know, they're doing it a little bit more in some of these storylines and stuff. But I feel like like Reddit or Twitter is better on picking up on some of these long term kind of storytelling things. Like even if it is like that, like there could be something from four or five, six years ago that like, you know, we just don't remember it because it's not fresh. It's like. I get that they do the little, you know, that we always get the vignette before every match, which can be annoying sometimes, but do a, like maybe, you know, do a build like that, like do a show where every once in a while, maybe give us like, if they have a long history, especially like KO and Sammy, like remind us, like show us those types of things. Like, are you going to tell me people wouldn't turn in or tune in? Like, come on. Like, of course we would. Okay, I have I have a list pulled up of every heel and face turn the big show has ever done. Oh man. Okay. Kudos to whoever put that together. First of all, and this this includes some WCW. How many do you think there have been where he's gone from heel to face or face to heel? How many total turns? What's the over how long if I can ask that? Yeah. I mean, this is, up to time. 20, this is up to 2020, and it starts in 95 when he debuted. I'm going to – I'm going to guess 18. You're halfway there. There's 36. Really? Okay. 36 turns. So he debuts the heel, 96 um, – He's a baby face because he's feuding against the NWO. Then he joins the NWO. Then he turns on Hogan and wants a title shot. Then he's back to Hogan and NWO. Then he's baby face in the aftermath of the finger uh, poke of doom. Comes mm-hmm. to WWE as a heel. Turns face. I mean, talk about he was just snake bit from the start. He debuts a massive heel, right? It, it's St. Valentine's Day Massacre. The following pay-per-view, he turns babyface and he attacks Vince McMahon. Then later that year in 99, he joins the Unholy Alliance with The Undertaker. Then he wins the title as a babyface later in 99. There's three turns in 2000, three in 2002. Hold on. One, two, three, four. Four turns in 2008. Crazy, huh? Do you were you a fan of him in WC? I, I I guess looking back, yeah, I just I remember there were there were a lot of like different factions. But were you a fan of him when he was in? Like, I where do you stand on the Big Show, the Giant, whatever you want to call him? You you could argue that the best work the Big Show ever did was when he was debuting in WC. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, and they and they, they he was remember they 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 said they didn't like say it, but they insinuated he was Andre the Giant's son. I, I kind of believed it until I saw in the dirt sheets he wasn't. But, like, I thought that was the best work he ever did. I mean, he might have been green as shit in the ring, but, like, I thought it was good. I, I, 
I think he's a really cool guy and like he's a hell of an athlete. And the fact he's been wrestling this long is really, really impressive. But I can't tell you one guy. I don't know one guy in the business that has had like worse booking with that much size and talent. Like, mm. I mean, what great storylines has he ever? I mean, they just haven't been able to. But I mean, it's the same thing with Braun Strowman. I mean, you could argue he's a modern day big show and in a lot of ways, a, a way more impressive specimen. And they just haven't done anything with it. It's just really, really tough. But man, big show, they just never, they never were able to figure out how to book him. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I, so I, I, you know, pulled up some the big show and I'm just kind of, you know, looking at some different stuff. So it's a, a medical issue, which is why he's as big as he is. It said at age 12, he was six foot two. Uh, and had chest hair. Uh, he was on the Wichita State basketball team at 19, and he was listed at 7'1". And he had to have surgery, actually, on his pituitary gland to stop his growth. And so that's how big he was. And so I, I feel like he, like, you know, so it, almost one of those, like, does everybody just have trouble booking men that are that big? I look at like an almost, I look at like a brawn. I look at like, it's almost like, okay, he, like he's these giant, he's this monster, but like at a certain point, they just, they don't know what to do with him. Like, cause he's just such a giant guy. And so, um, you know, so I always liked him. I, you know, I don't know if he was, you know, while he did have some nice runs and stuff like that, I don't know if he was necessarily, you know, should have been like main event, but unless you're booking him as that giant and it works out that way. But yeah, I just, I, I almost feel like it's like a big guy syndrome where they just, they don't know what to do with him. I had forgotten too about the other stuff. Like, um, you know, billing him as Andre's son. I had forgotten about that when he debuted, which, yeah, like that was a thing, but like, and they probably could only do that so much or not enough or whatever it was because of, you know, the rights of that type of things, but like still a good way to kind of introduce him, but it's just, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't remember, I guess I don't remember any big show matches that like nothing really stands out to me of like, Hey, this is, you know, great stuff. I feel like, you know, good for him. He was an AEW, like, or is an AEW, like, you know, if he's doing some coaching and stuff with that, like, he's even said, like, he still wants another run. Like, okay, sure. Like, the like, elbow drop. Oh, the, he's defenseless here. Wait a minute, Mick, don't do it. You're not kidding, JR. Don't do it. Is he crazy? The police are a death of Don't do it, Mick. Came up a little short. He came up like two feet short. Yeah, I say a little short. Yeah, he missed the table. Let's be real. On the the side of the table, he didn't have the air to do it. By the way, he was not in shape leading into this match. It's another reason why this match was just, I mean, he just put on a shit ton of weight between his final match and this match, he couldn't get back in shape. I mean, he couldn't make that jump. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, he obviously should have never attempted it. I mean, watch the replay here. It's just horrible. Horrible. 
the heat uh man just terrible yep and now triple h going for the pedigree the pedigree they got him rock is down on the outside nick foley is down kick out nick it's your last time yes yes he did it he did it nick kicking out okay wow I really wanted Mick Foley to win this match. These guys, yeah, well, you know, and kind of taking the beating, kind of you know, selling it and stuff like that. Like, yeah, just really good. Um, to me, yeah. there were only two guys that. Oh God, chair shot to the head. Different. Got the hands up at least, but oh boy, yeah. Um, I, I I just I don't like watching the chair. I mean, it is what it is. I I, I get why they did it at the time, but like I, I don't like watching those. I also I, I think can go from here, but they don't do it. Pedigree on the chair. I told you. Pedigree. Oh God, Nick, kick out. You can do it, Nick. Thanks you for, can do it. Thanks for being here. Oh, damn it. There you go. Damn mix it. out. Damn it. So, ugh. Um. I, I, yeah, the chair shot said, "Don't don't love seeing it," but again, just it was what was. Um, I'll tell you what I and I and I feel like there's like some debate online about it. I, I think Moxley uh, blading as much as he does is just absolutely repulsive. I yeah, I, I'm with. Uh, so yeah, there's actually been a big debate on this, uh, and even like some kind of wrestlers have come out and said too, like, "Hey, like enough is enough." Um, I find it comical that the uh, there was the video, one of the more recent matches, there was like, or the pay-per-view, um, like literally, you got to remember like the age we live in right now, then there was video of him like in the corner doing the blade, like, and so like people are recording that stuff all the time. And so it, like, and they're even shout like, you know, the title or whatever is like not even trying to hide it. Like, it's just, you know, um, you know, and, and kind of doing that. And so, yeah, just ridiculous but i'm with you and i think that the i feel like the the kind of it's getting louder with people being like okay it needs to make sense and so mick has come back in the room with the barbed wire pad. Fans loving it. Um, yep. Yeah, but to your point, like, you know, to it, it's really getting to the point every match. And it, it's for some people. It's, you know, other people are like, no thanks. But like, not I'm, also recently. Yep. I, I'm all for it if it you do. It, it, it's the old ad, like, if you do it every time, it loses its luster. Like, okay, if he does it every pay-per-view, that's one thing. But, like, on, you know, Dynamite on Friday night when I'm scrolling through Twitter on Saturday morning and I see that Moxley bled again, it's like, what the hell? Like, it just, it, it loses so much of it. I, so, I, I forget who it was, but there have been some wrestlers, probably Booker T or something, that, like, came out and were like, enough is enough. Like, we don't need to do this every single time. I, I hate it. I, I just think it's disgusting. I mean, again, no problem doing it once in a while, but doing it all the time. And that just makes everyone else look bad. Like if I was a wrestler, I wouldn't like it. I'd be like, quit doing that. Cause then it puts pressure on us to do it. So now because you're doing it, we all have to take a razor blade and cut our, uh, cut our foreheads. 
And I, I just think it's I just think it's annoying. Well, and I get like, it's like the other thing too is like I mean, it's just again we're in an era now where it's like we know we know how the magic works. So when I'm yeah. watching, I you know I mean when I watched Austin bleed against Bret Hart, I wasn't thinking oh that guy just sliced his forehead with a razor blade. But that's right. not what I think because I you know I know about the magic. We all do. Yep. And it's a lot more common, and it's just called blading now. And it wasn't like that when they were doing that stuff. So yeah, it's just annoying. That that's well, just- and and how shocking was it when Brock did it the hard way against Orton? Oh yeah, like crazy. And then like, what happened? Yeah, right. Like I, I'll be honest. Like, and part of that is I don't know, like whether it was his glove to this day, and I've never really looked into it or thought about it much, but like. I don't know how to punch someone or elbow someone to that degree to make them bleed the way that he made Randy Orton bleed that night. Like, I don't know how hard you got to hit someone with your elbow before you're like killing them. Like even to draw blood in the way he did where we were like, is that real? Like what is going on? We're like wrestlers like Jericho is ready to tear through gorilla and beat up Brock. Like it just like in order to do that. And so I'm with you. It loses the loss. And there is, not to shit on it either there is if that's what you're into there is a lot of that wrestling out there too and so but every week to see that like you know even like you know what's one of the more memorable you know of course we had the memorable moments with blood over the years like you said austin and brett but also like the reason a lot of the reason becky lynch is the reason becky lynch is the way she is now is because of that shot with the blood all over her face and that was organic and didn't need to bleed from that Yep. So, or didn't need to blade from that. Excuse me. And so, um, yeah, it just, just, you know, I'm with you. I agree. There was a good one on Twitter a few weeks ago. Um, and it was, uh, some, somebody asked Meltzer a question and basically was that was saying, um, Hey, like it was the, the, the topic of like wrestlers not getting their hotel and rental cars paid. Oh yeah. 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 I saw that. Oh, yes. Okay. And so, but this is funny for a few reasons. So, first of all, Meltzer says no one in the U.S. pays for it. Yep. Then Tony Khan comes out and says, hey, wait a second. We do pay for it. We're very proud of it. We put them in great hotels. We pay for their cars. Nobody else in North America does it for us. So, clearly, Meltzer was wrong, and he's an idiot. Okay. He got called out almost immediately. Yeah. Yes. But here's what's better. Then, uh, so, so Tony Khan, oh, we're better than everyone else. We, you know, we're the only ones that offer it. I, 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 because everything has to be about him. Then uh, an NWA wrestler comes out and says, Billy Corgan pays for our stuff. So it was just so funny that Meltzer was completely wrong. Tony Khan was wrong as well. Right. So they're both wrong. And it's just. Just, it just shows you how often that happens. Um, here's the other thing that's funny, too. So, Jeff, you're a wrestler. And I say to you, hey, you're you're a grown-ass man. If I pay you as an independent contractor $500,000 a year, do you think you can book your own rental cars and pay for them, book your own hotels and, and pay for them? Mm-hmm. Or, or, Jeff, I'm going to give you $250,000 a year but we'll take care of all that. What would yep. you rather have? Right. So that's yeah. that's what's so funny about it. I love how everyone, oh, well, Tony Khan's a way better guy. 
Yeah, but if the WWE is paying you more, and and some people, you know what some people say? I'd rather book. A, I'd rather make more money and book a cheap rental car, or I'd rather not stay with all the other wrestlers at the wrestler hotel, or I'd rather uh, have my wife travel with me and stay at you know way nicer hotels sometimes. You know, so it's just so funny that like. Why? Why does everyone have to have all the you know like like it's better to have all this stuff booked for you, and like I, I don't like you're 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 not smart if your initial reaction is oh Tony Tony Khan's a great guy because he pays for all this stuff. Well, what if WWE's paying way more? What if they're yeah. giving people more freedom and flexibility? Like it's it's not black or white. Like it's you know and, and again. But Tony Khan, then is he paying for all their health insurance? Is he paying for their health insurance after they retire? If they have a uh, you know nagging injury ten years after they're in AEW and they need to get surgery, is he paying for it? Oh 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 yeah, exactly. Because they're independent contractors. So I don't know. I just thought that whole exchange was funny for for many reasons. I, it felt pointless to a degree too. It's like who cares? Like oh, like they were wrong. Right. And who cares? Like, why is why is Meltzer deciding this is the hill I want to die on um, or even like start climbing this hill? Because it makes no sense. And it's instantly fact checkable. Like, you know, are you going to tell me like, you know, the bucks or he couldn't text the bucks or whatever and be like, hey, what's the deal here? Like, you know, like just ridiculous to that point. Like, you know, the whole like, you know, I I, it's, I forget where I was reading. It's been a long time since I said I saw this, but it was like, he's great as a wrestling historian, but as a journalist, don't ever call him that. Like, and so because like breaking scoops or all this other stuff, like Sean Ross or something, maybe like he'll hit, you know, uh, you know, more of the journalist getting those stories. Like he's like almost like the Adam Schefter type, but like Meltzer on the flip side, like people aren't texting like, I feel like it's the Aaron Rodgers situation from a few weeks ago where, like, Meltzer would text someone and the wrestler would be like, just lose my number, asshole. Like, it's just like, you know, that's what I feel like it should be sometimes because why, you know, why, why say those types of things? And also at the end of the day, like, we all know that, like, we all know that they travel together. Like, we if you've ever been to an NXT show, you know, before COVID or anything like that, we've got two tables down at this point. Sorry, Spanish table. That was the regular announced table. Um, like you would wait outside, like, cause they all get on the bus and go back to the same hotel, like, you know, and so, and you get pictures and they'd hang out and stuff like that. And like, some would still be in character. I remember like this was when Bailey was the hugger, my brother got a photo with her and like, it was really cool. This was, you know, Jason Jordan when he was still wrestling, but then like Samoa Joe came out, didn't talk to anybody, walked straight on the bus and sat down. But then it's funny because like, then they're all on the bus together after they just had this giant match and shit like that. So uh, while that takes away a little bit from it, like it, it, we shouldn't be surprised nowadays as, as we've gotten old, like when we were younger, yeah, you, you kind of you have that veil you don't realize those things are going on but like nowadays like whatever like who cares like it's it, it, yeah it's ridiculous kind of a, uh, so this match we, we've been outside a lot at least for the last five minutes i feel like at least well, a lot and of I gonna, and i was gonna say wouldn't the oh, vince vince oh, vince getting involved yeah Shane just ran his father's head into the television monitor. Remember, they were wrestling. 
Vince's own son doing that. Yep. Watch it, look out. Triple H and the game are down in the, in the ring. Wait, Shane, what are you going to do? don't do that. Shane, don't do that. He's your father. Shane. So Austin Chant right here. Yep. yep. Oh, Vince just took one right on the face, the, the old school monitor. With the old school monitor, yeah. Still, I and, and I get it, family dynamics, and obviously it's more complicated. But at the end of the day, I'm still shocked that Shane McMahon didn't stay in the family business and, and take over for Vince. I, yep. I'm just, I'm really, I mean, but again, I'm sure it was miserable working there, and I'm sure that many of us would have done the same thing. I mean, you already had all the money you needed, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out, uh, Vince is 54, maybe 53, uh, and taking these bumps right now. It's so weird to think like he's like, mid-50s and he is out there right now beating up on Shane, which is just comical to me. Yeah, I'm with you. And I feel like, especially when he came back, you know, not that long ago, like, uh, oh, I say not that long ago, it was been pre-COVID at this point, but like, he was extremely over. Like, he was like the fan voice on a lot of this stuff of like how he would interact with the fans, how he would like, you know, book matches and stuff like that. Like, he was really over. And so you got to, you know, wonder, like you said, like, what's the dynamic with dad running the company? Like, it does have to be like, it's got to be hard, you know, hard enough to work under Vince, but to be like one of the kids, it's got to be just brutal. So Vince out with a chair shot, Shane holding the chair, but Shane, his guy was long gone. You know, I mean, it's not like he was in Triple H's corner. Yep. Vince. Well, and, oh, there we go. Yep, there we go. We had a blade at some point here. Yep. You no, know, he, he did it before, but it didn't really come out much. So a lot of this drama, uh, you know, I, I to me, like, I would have just gone straight Triple H Rock main event. Maybe you do a last man standing match or some some stipulation if you needed to. But I just, man, there's just so much gaga here. There's just just so much going on. Yeah. Well, um, and we'll we'll talk about it in the aftermath because some of that stuff did happen. But at this point, like, well, and okay, yeah, I'm so, just saying for this show. Yeah. Well, and the point I was going to make now is, I touched on it briefly earlier, like, I think they've shown Linda once or twice, but, like, in a lot of ways, it, it is the Vince McMahon show at this point. Like, that, you know, you figure there's three, four minutes there of zero in-ring action. Like, and so how are you really, like, telling a good story or even putting on a good match when everything is happening outside of the ring and like that's going on. Like it, I just, it just feels very disjointed to me, like what you're trying to accomplish versus like what's happening in the ring. But at the same time, I say that I don't see a single person sitting. I know. So it's what just, do I know? You know, I say the same thing, but it's like, man, like these two don't need it. Like they're, they were super over and they're great in the ring. And it's like, and I, I guess, the hesitation was probably that they had done this match many times before and, you know, yeah. it wasn't for WrestleMania, but I mean, you could have just thrown a good stipulation on it. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, Rock just took the two by barbed wire two by four to the face. Yeah. Such a good weapon. Like when you think about it, like whether it's worked or not, like it's still just a good weapon. So you get, 
Vince was like, you know, you got Shane out there. Stephanie's still out there. You got Shane trying to help. Not really sure, you know, who he's trying to help. Yep. Too tired to ping though. Yeah, I mean they're all standing. Yeah, that, that's a weird thing. I guess you know, it, it feels like now looking back on it, you know, twenty plus years later, how weird this story is. But at the same time, like they've been on their feet for the better part of ten minutes now. So is it really like, you know, is it really that crazy? I mean, the thing the thing is like, and I know twenty twenty hindsight, but it's like, man. You you were only gonna have the rock. (laughs) He straight up right jabbed him in the nuts. Oh man, Vince coming back and just taking out Shane. That was funny. That looked just brutal. Oh man, that was good. What I was gonna say is like you only had the rock for like maybe like two more years full time. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Now Vince is in it. WrestleMania and the first time a heel walks away with the championship at the end of the show. Crazy. Yeah, it's one way to describe it. All right, let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right, what are your initial thoughts on this one? After, like, the reviews didn't do it justice in the sense that I hated this ending. This was like terrible. But it just like if this to be a WrestleMania, you know, show like people are throwing shit in the ring right now. Like it just yeah, you've got the the Vince heel turn. I guess is the best way to put it. Like, and neither wrestler is in the ring right now. This is the, the you know the, the, the last like the last scene that we're gonna see on this one. Like that just it like it just doesn't feel right. It just feels super weird. It, I think it completely takes away from the match. Like this is one of those where I just, I don't, uh, it just feels weird. Uh, man. It, it, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I have no, I have nothing positive to say about this. I, yeah, I, I just mean, I have no problem with you, you know, putting it on a heel, you know, to finish it. But here's the pro- oh, okay. So now the Rock's coming out. He's attacking everyone. So. Oh, 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 
Okay, so so you're doing the and I think Stephanie takes a rock bottom here if I'm not mistaken. I think she might be next or some something. But here here's the problem with this. Like, what does this accomplish? Triple H looks horrible because he couldn't win the title on himself. So it's not yeah. like he's strong right here. The Rock looks stupid because he just got screwed out of the title. Now, of course, he's about to give a rock bottom to uh, Stephanie. I just, yeah. I mean, no no one looks good. The McMahons look bad because they all got laid out. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I mean, okay, the crowd goes home happy because The Rock. This show's going to end with The Rock giving a raw or giving a, a rock bottom people's elbow to Stephanie McMahon after he beats up Vince and Shane. So fans like, is that happy? But again, Rock doesn't win the title. Foley doesn't win the title. Triple H keeps the title as a heel, but he doesn't look strong. I, Jeff, I hate this. Well, and like. It, it again is this really what you want your last shot to be like this was the best that you could come up with if we're going to have the rock give a people's elbow to stephanie like yeah but at the same like the fans are going ape shit though Why did this like, just... the rock twice with a steel tear? So if the rock is so over then make him your champion make him a massive 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 star you know you also yeah. have to ask yourself again 2020 hindsight but if they made The Rock the guy, okay? And what I mean by that is everything we did for Stone Cold Steve Austin leading up to WrestleMania 14 and throughout that year and the following year until he got hurt, what if we do that for The Rock now? You know, mm-hmm. what if we have The Rock win the Royal Rumble? What if we have The Rock, you know, getting screwed by Vince McMahon, but The Rock somehow wins at WrestleMania 16 the championship and then goes on to have a great year. If the, if they made the rock as big as stone cold, Steve Austin, would he have been so driven to go to Hollywood and been out of the company two years later? I'm just saying, it's just an interesting thought, you know, I mean, right now, Roman Reigns, you know, ain't thinking about making movies, but he might at some point, you know, but it's like, if you, you know, John Cena, yeah, he did some acting, but, I mean, he was loyal to the company because he was the biggest star in making. So I just, I wonder if they would have. Again, I never thought about this before, but if you push the rock a little bit more, could you have maybe retained him two or three years longer? Because you really gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this one, so how this played out. So real quick, Foley became commissioner for a little bit. So we had actually for a long time. So we had that big show actually feuded with Shane. Sure. Whatever. Who cares? Um, He was actually sent again, Ohio Valley OVW to lose weight and get in better shape. And so, but you did have this triple H rock feud because of all this stuff that happened. And so um, it would have been the next pay-per-view backlash. You had the rock beating triple H who of course had uh, Stephanie and Vince in his corner at this point, this was and Shane as well too. Um, So you had that. And then you ended up with another match. Actually you had the rock once again, beating triple H uh, and, uh, Shane, that was a triple threat match. That would have been an insurrection, if you remember that one. Um, and then you get into Judgment Day as well, too. This was, of course, as we've talked about like, briefly, but their 60-minute Iron Man match with Sean as the referee uh, and with a ton of pinfalls. So Triple H actually beating uh, The Rock on that one. Um, it was a 6-5 to five, uh, pinfall. Of course, The Undertaker getting involved with that one. So just 
like, yeah, I don't know. So the reviews on this one, uh, kind of interesting, but so the torch on this one, uh, WrestleMania could have been the night of Mick Foley. It could have been the night of the rock. It could have been the night of triple H. Instead. It was the night for the McMahon family. The four way main event seemed yep, to exist agreed. mostly agreed 1000%. Yes. Exactly. So each of the McMahon family members could share credit for being part of the most successful WrestleMania ever. The McMahon family has been a vital ingredient in the rise of WWF to the level of success it has reached over the last two years. Since there is a potential for overkill or self indulgence, still there is a potential for overkill and self-indulgence. The finish to WrestleMania main event straddled that line. McMahon's character has turned so many times, or at least it seems that way, that he may experience the same diminishing returns Eric Bischoff did his last year on camera for WCW. Major turns should be years apart, not just six or nine months. Uh, Triple H retained, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, the answer is, oh, uh, why not let Triple H deliver the chair shot, even if McMahon was the one who handed him the chair? The answer is because Vince McMahon wants to be a central character, not a background character. There are no other options and makes that make sense, but when Triple H is doing such a good job as a top heel, why have him play a backup role to McMahon? Agreed. Four stars on that one. So... Uh, after he said all that he gave it four stars yeah that was the not a four star match man no and so the observer on this one uh the first wrestlemania that seemed to take on almost super bowl or final four level proportions as an american institution turned out like many super bowls with a flat crowd and a been there done that main event finish ending a disappointing match and with the exception of the latter match which was an amazing stunt show it was probably not as good as an average episode of raw Uh, the ending came off too reminiscent of a WCW NWO reprise ending and Nitro uh, as opposed to a finish of the biggest show in the history of the industry the finish had been built up all day when during a pregame show the attempt was made to focus the success and history of the WF on the McMahon family as opposed to the wrestlers as the old style version of fans mythology would have led them to believe three stars from the observer so you got four three but Really, some harsh comments. I'll let you go first. I man, I agree with everything Wade said except his rating. I, I didn't agree with that, but dude, yep. I mean, literally, take the big show out of it, fully somehow winning the title and retiring yep. or losing it the following month to Triple H. That works, and that would have been a really, really cool story. The Rock yep. regaining it and being like as big as Steve Austin makes a ton of sense. Yep. Triple H winning it as the badass heel made sense too. I just hated what they did. I didn't hate the McMahon involvement. I get it. They're central characters. They're not leaving to go to WCW. I get all that. I, I just, I hated it. And again, I think that one-on-one would have been better than trying to do this four-way thing. So yep. yeah, didn't, didn't do it for me, man. I, I got no good things to say about it. And then Mick Foley just looked like shit in the match. It was so sad because he had just retired and had a great send off. So right. payoff score wise, um, dude, I'm going to give this a four. I, <laughs> I absolutely hated it. What about you? I made a three. Like okay. it yeah. just, it was on paper. If you, I, and this will be the what if that we'll never know. On paper, if you had just had the wrestlers go out there and do their thing, it probably would have been a fantastic match. But sure enough, like we like we saw it, how it played out. 
like it just it just feels it don't it feels gross almost like just the, the like you know in, in hindsight what we have and we're able to see how it played out but it just it feels so weird to look back on it and be like man they really on wrestlemania i think the best comparison was it is no better than like a raw and it really wasn't like that that's not how you know uh, you know we're, we can be harsh critics about it nowadays like that's not how your wrestlemania should end but you know, hey, like the guy's controlling the company, he can do whatever he wants. Well, you know, we don't have to agree with it though either. So yeah, I'm it just it feels so weird. So yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you know what I will say? You know what doesn't feel weird though, Tom? Using uh, Manscapes incredible products. That's that does not feel weird. Uh, make sure, of course, you know, plugging them, uh, you know, been there with us as long as they can, uh, or long as, as, you know, practically we've been around, it feels like at this point, um, using our promo code at manscaped.com. That's just pay off. You're getting uh 20% off. It's more than if you just go to the website. So make sure to use it. You're also getting free shipping, everything you put in your cart, just 20% off is coming off. And so use our promo code at manscaped.com pay off for 20% off. And of course we can't forget about true classic tees, whether it's t-shirts, pajama pants, regular pants, like underwear, whatever you're looking for, true classic tees, our, our promo code there, 25% off. We're getting you 25 pay off two five. We'll get you 25% off everything from true classic tees as well too. So awesome stuff. Awesome stuff that, you know, I feel like, you know, that stuff's better than this match. Like it's just, just really, it, like I said, I'm ready for something a little different because this one was just weird. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Well, uh, always a good episode. Uh, if you haven't watched this match, no need to go back. Uh, no. We covered a lot of ground. This was fun. We'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Panthers.